I'm Lisa Barnes, and this is the Let's Talk Time with Lisa B podcast. The Let's Talk Time with Lisa B podcast is for anyone who is facing the task of trying to figure out the what nows of life. It is my hope that you and I together can find the help and solutions needed for you to create a new normal after dealing with a loss that has put a tremendous strain on your life, be it physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, or financial. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me. And here's today's episode. Anticipatory or anticipated grief. What is it? Anticipated grief is a term used to describe when someone feels like they are grieving even before they have actually faced any sort of loss. Uh, Anticipated future grief happens. And it can be a difficult part of the process when you know that a loss is looming or inevitable. Now, in doing my research, um, it's important to understand there is a difference between regular grief and anticipated grief. And then there's also a few similarities. Um, Anticipated grief is similar to regular grief in a few ways because it it provokes or it produces the same kinds of emotions, but anticipated grief can cause more emotional instability. And it's usually because there might be times when you feel, when a person feels more sad or they could also fear, feel more hopeful about not losing the person. Uh, both types of grief can be managed with coping skills and therapeutic interventions. Um, in doing my research, I found out that there are stages to anticipated grief. Um, The first stage is coming to grips with or realizing that death is inevitable. And the start of the anticipated grief could be from the onset of symptoms to the diagnosis, to the treatment, entering into hospice care, and then, you know, the, the end of life process. So that's stage one, realizing or accepting that death is inevitable. Um, stage two is the concern for your loved one. Like, um, you know, you could be worried about um, 
their eternal resting place if you are if you are a family of faith um reminiscing about previous interactions or experience guilt or regret or like how they call it like the survivor's remorse um how they might be feeling especially if they're young of a younger age and going through this situation that's stage two and then that adds to your grief because of your concern for their feelings through this process stage three is the rehearsal of death it's actually they said it's actually a necessary part of the anticipated grieving process i guess rehearsing um, their death includes communicating with loved ones about their wishes. You know, like what are their hospice has a book called Five Wishes. And I'm a firm believer in it. It's very important to have that filled out. So your loved ones will know what your five wishes are when that need arise. Um, and also during this stage is when most people say their goodbyes to their loved ones. And then stage four is in imagining life without your loved one. So this stage includes the caregivers imagining their life without their loved one. You know, like what would the holidays be like? What will life events, events be like? Um, special occasions without your loved one there what would that look like and all of that adds to your emotional uh grief during this and if i had to add anything to it i would say the feeling of hopelessness because you see this person, especially especially if this is a person of strength in your life, the one you lean on, your rock, your all, your everything, like watching a parent dying slowly, cancer, dementia, Alzheimer, or just old age in general, just watching them transform right before your eyes and having that feeling of hopelessness because this is happening and there's nothing I could do about it. So you probably can relate to those four stages of how you went through it and had to come to grips with it in each stage of that process. Anticipated grief. Um, but I wanted to do this episode today because I want to shed light on another part of it that I'm not sure is a very realization in a lot of people's lives. Um, in doing my research and talk about anticipated grief or anticipatory grief, it is talking about before the person dies. 
the process before the person dies. But I wanted to do this episode to share with my audience, my uh, my listeners, anticipated grief continues even after the death. It can also be grief after a traumatic experience. And with anticipated grief, it's something that you'll go through these stages every time. Every time. It's it's like you're reliving the moments over and over and over again. Um, and when I say a traumatic ex- experience, you could be a hurricane uh, evacuee or had a, uh, a horrific house fire and lost everything. But the time leading up to the house fire, you may start to relive that process. That's anticipated grief. That period that you're feeling before that, that's anticipated grief. And then you're reliving it all over again. Um, I needed to do this episode because I'm in, I'm going through my stages right now, meaning, um, my birthday starts my emotional roller coaster, or I say that at the beginning of my stage one per se, um, My birthday is October 16th. And then two weeks later, my son's birthday is November 2nd. His birthday is tomorrow. Um, So I have my birthday, which starts, then his birthday. Then I have Thanksgiving. I have Christmas. I have New Year's. And then I have the anniversary of his death which is January 8th. And it'll be 11 years in January. My coping skills have gotten, uh, have improved over the years. My coping skills have improved over the years. However, I still go through my stages. And I've learned not only to accept the stages, feel whatever I need to feel, process whatever I need to process, but I've also gotten strong enough to share with my loved ones to let them know, hey, y'all know what time is approaching. Um, I'm not good. I'm not going to be good during that time. And it's okay. All I ask you to do is pray for me harder. Support me more. Give me grace during this time. I may not act like myself or be myself. Or I may be doing things that are not like me. You know, just, you know, help me. Bear with me and see me through it. Come January 9th. I'll be back. 
but I've learned to allow myself to have that time because grief is a real thing. It, it changes you and it's up to you whether it changes you to worse or better. Um, it makes you have to dig, dig deeper. Whatever you used to do prior to that loss, you have to find a new normal. You have to tap into that champion within. You got to fight with everything in you to just exist, to just be, to just survive. Um, because if you're not careful, your grief can consume you. You know, it, it's, it's a very, 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 very hard situation. Um, I love my son. I miss my son so much. There's so much I want to say and do. And I don't have that time with him any longer. So then I try to find new ways to celebrate him to remember him, to always say his name. And all at the same time, trying not to lose myself and reinvent myself all at the same time. It, it takes balance. It takes faith. It takes a higher power. It takes love. It takes support. It takes strength. It takes patience. But it is possible to survive it and get through it. Um, this type of anticipated grief once the death has already occurred it can be different things that trigger it like going places you and your loved one used to go could be a trigger and start your stages um hearing a song smelling a smell a special holiday. All of those things can be triggers. And it's okay to, to acknowledge them, recognize them. But if you can anticipate something, you can prepare for something to help you overcome. And that is the takeaway I want my listeners to hear today. If you can anticipate a thing, you can prepare for it. So recognizing what triggers you and planning for it, like the holidays are coming up. My first Thanksgiving without my son was a hard one. And I was like, well, I really don't want to be around people because I don't want 
my grief to dampen the mood in the room or I don't want to be the one to rain on nobody's parade per se. So you try to keep it to yourself. But like soon as they brought out the devil eggs, that was a trigger. But do I get up and storm out the house and leave all together? What is my plan? What do you do? Um, that's when I didn't leave the house, but I left the room and I like, I went in, in the bathroom, um, just to get through that moment, get compose myself enough to be able to come out and be sociable as much as I can. Um, so uh, a lot of my listeners, this is your first holiday season without your loved one. And what you may be feeling now is that anticipated grief. Like this is my first Thanksgiving without them. This is my first Christmas or my first New Year's. I remember my first New Year's Eve. I didn't want the clock to strike 12. I, I just didn't. I did not want the clock to strike 12 because that mean I had to leave my son in 2012. He could not go into 2013 with me. And that was a real hurtful feeling. But I just had to get through it the best way I could. I'm human. I'm real. I have real emotions. And I meant to do this episode prior to today because I guess I guess I didn't want to be feeling or sounding like what I am now. What you're hearing is the realness and the raw where I the hurt is still there and I can't even camouflage it. And to be honest with you, I kind of don't even want to camouflage it. I, I, I took my mask off and I'm just, these are real, this is real emotion. If you're feeling it or hearing it, it's real. It's not rehearsed. I ain't typed up anything. I'm just coming from the heart. But I know there are listeners out there that, can relate, they can empathize, that can be encouraged by the raw and the realness, if for nothing else to know that you are not alone. This is your first year, but this is my 11th year. My coping skills have gotten, have increased my coping skills have increased however i am still affected this one's for you son i love you durant martre bell tomorrow is your 31st birthday i love you always and forever.
Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to receive further encouragement, please check out the companion book for this podcast, What Now? How to Survive a Loss Due to Suicide. Also, if you would like to discuss today's topic or share a personal story, please feel free to visit me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And then, so you won't miss a single episode, please subscribe to the podcast or follow it through your favorite listening platform. And don't forget to write a review and recommend the show to others. Until next time, live in spite of and be blessed.